0: This is BigBandRemote.com. Presenting old-time radio programs here at BigBandRemote.com and old-time radio programs at Network. You're a source for many radio series from the past.
1: Frank Sinatra paid you one of the finest possible tributes, I think, when he said Bob Eberly is the greatest big band singer of them all.
2: Yes, he did. I was in Tokyo, Arnold, when I heard, heard about that, what he had said. And... Uh, I've always thought about Frank Sinatra, in spite of what the news media, how it maligned him and so many times, and the real charitable, warm heart that he has, it really wasn't necessary for him to say what he did about me, and I certainly did appreciate it.
1: This is Arnold Dane. And on our one night stand with the big bands for this month of July 1971, our special guest, via conversation and some of the great music that he recorded, especially with the Jimmy Dorsey band, is Bob Everly. Tonight's one night stand will be brought to you by the Hitchcock Retail Showroom in Riverton, Connecticut, now offering July sale prices on authentic early American reproductions to beautify your home. It's most appropriate that we open our One Night Stand this month with Contrasts, the famous Jimmy Dorsey theme song, because it was with the Jimmy Dorsey band that our guest of this evening, Bob Eberle, achieved some of his great success. Matter of fact, most or all of his early success. Tonight we'll trace the career of Bob Eberle and we'll listen to some of the great music that he recorded on this month's One Night Stand.
3: Nothing at all. Have love never appealed to me. If your heart never could. Use For something that might have been. No, I'd rather have nothing at all. But please don't bring your lips so close to my cheek. Don't smile or I'll be lost beyond recall. The kiss in your eyes the touch of your hand make me weep, and my heart may grow dizzy and cold, and if I fell under the spell of your cold, I would be caught in the undertow. to say no Say no, no, oh, nothing at all, oh, nothing at all.
1: Sung by Bob Eberle with the Jimmy Dorsey Band. As the names Helen O'Connell and Bob Everly seem synonymous with the big band vocal sound, so early American is synonymous with Connecticut. After all, Connecticut had a permanent settlement as early as 1633, before most states came into existence. We're proud of our heritage, and that's probably why so many of us lean toward early American decor. What about you? If you do, you owe yourself a visit to the Hitchcock Chair Company Warehouse and Factory Store during its July sale. Lambert Hitchcock was making chair parts for Yankee peddlers way back in the early 1800s, and his pride in quality and workmanship are still evident in Hitchcock products. Stop in. You'll find exceptional values on early American furniture reproductions of all kinds. There are thousands of handcrafted chairs on sale headboards, dining tables, bedroom chests, mirrors, bookcases, end tables, and much, much more. It's a sale too good to miss, and it's on now at the Hitchcock Chair Company Warehouse and Factory Store in Riverton. Open Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, 9 to 5. As we begin our conversation with Bob Everly this evening, let's start right at the very beginning, and I guess, Bob, that would be in mentioning the name of your hometown And it takes a fellow upstate New Yorker to come up with this one. From the Troy, New York area, it's called Hoosick Falls.
2: Yes, that's right. It's a real thrill to hear somebody that knows about it, too. Yeah, Hoosick Falls is up in the, for those that don't know, around the Albany, New York area, and it's really nice. And I've often said that the population explosion really didn't have a tremendous effect up there. It's always been under 5,000, and that very thing is charming now.
1: Do you get back there for visits?
2: Not too much now. My mother and father are not living, and my, most of my brothers and sisters have settled in other parts of the country, so I have one sister there and one brother now, so I do go up when I can, and, and also I have my wife and my own children and grandchildren in uh, Long Island, and I, I have to see them once in a while, too, even if it's only to argue with my wife, you know, any little thing.
1: Oh, it sounds uh, strange to even imagine that Bob Everly has grandchildren, because I guess we still think of you as the dashing young singer on the bandstand.
2: I think of myself that way, too, until I start to get up in the morning. Then it <laughs> all comes back to me. <laughs> 1934, wow. Yeah.
1: It was about the mid-30s, wasn't it, uh, when you uh, won an amateur hour contest?
2: Yes, I won uh, what was then the Fred Allen amateur contest, and... Uh... I got $50 for winning, and I sang a week in the Roxy Theater for another 50 and I figured I was going to retire the, after that, because $50 then was really something, you know, and I was tickled to death. And, uh, but I joined the Dorsey Brothers Band at that time, that same year, 1935, I guess, the next year. 1935, I joined the Dorsey Brothers Band, and then Tommy left, and I stayed with Jimmy through a very wonderful period of education and training and uh, invaluable experiences, I think.
1: You were there probably through all the sad events leading up to Tommy's uh, departure from the bandstand one night.
2: Yes. Uh, Tommy was the leader, so to speak. He stood up in front and both of the Tommy and Jimmy figured that they had equal uh, powers, you know, and Jimmy would resent Tommy's being in front and talking and taking all the bows, so to speak. And there was really nothing there at all. But their clashing personalities were there all their lives, I think, you know. And uh, I'm sure there are a lot of other brothers and sisters who don't get along. Mm -hmm. And if you were in a business like this, there would be natural jealousy of one another's uh, abilities. Tommy was uh, an equally tremendous musician and played trombone-like man, but he was just a little bit more businesslike and crisp and like an army officer, you know. They both were tremendous musicians, and I naturally liked uh, Jimmy better. I thought Jimmy was more compassionate and warm.
1: They both had tremendous bands, too, Bob, obviously. As a matter of fact, they fought it out as uh, two of the best bands among the top half dozen, perhaps, during the golden era of the big band period. Interesting story about the Jimmy Dorsey band and a special number that I'd like to play as uh, we kind of salute the way they sounded back in your early days with them. There was a fellow named Ray Kreiss who later took on a radio career and used the air name Ray Owens in Syracuse, New York, a fairly well-known young man. At his senior ball at Syracuse University, he was privileged to hear Jimmy Dorsey's band play, and Ray was something of a fair trumpet player himself, and he put together his own rendition of a song that he called John Silver. When the Dorsey band got there late that afternoon and had a warm-up before the senior ball at the university, Ray came in, he had the music all scored and arranged. He had all the individual parts. He asked Mr. Dorsey if he'd uh, mind having the band try the number. They did. Jimmy liked it, and they became co-authors on it. And it turned out to be one of the big swinging instrumentals for the Jimmy Dorsey band. I think it's a good example of the way the band sounded then, so let's hear it now. Here's John Silver. with Jimmy Dorsey, when, when Tommy left the bandstand and he took over the band on his own, there was, uh, well, a veritable succession of female vocalists. I've jotted down a few names, most of which don't uh, ring a bell, it would be Kay Weber.
2: Kay Weber, yes. And then I was thinking, I think Martha Tilton yeah. was with the band, and yeah. then, uh, oh, Vicky Joyce, yeah. and... Uh, June Richmond. June Richmond. Oh, she was a swinger boy, yeah. yes. And... Uh, was another girl, Vi Mealy, was in the band for a very short period when Helen was having her tonsils taken out or something on California. And Ella May Morse. Oh, Ella May Morse, yeah. yeah. Wow. She was so weird. I mean, a wonderful girl, in the, you know, and very young, but she said to me, you know, I don't know whether I love you or not, but uh, could I let you know tomorrow night? And I, I was on the bandstand. I said, well, yeah, <laughs> Well, about what time, you know? I. <laughs> that really never entered my mind whether uh, she loved me or not. I still never did find out, but I I do hope to meet her again and say, have you figured out whether you love me or not? Because my wife sure doesn't, you know, somebody better. You make the references to your wife. You have been married now 31 years. Yes, that's right. And... Like when it comes anniversary time, I always think of instead of a box of candy or a dozen roses, that something like the American theater ribbon or something or the purple heart of the silver star would be more apropos, especially for somebody having the patience to be mother and father, bring up a family, and, uh, you know, and me being in split-lip Nevada where I am, wherever I am at the time. They really, they're a lot of us taken for granted, I think.
1: As we said earlier, Bob Everly has been described by Frank Sinatra as the best big band singer of them all. And Bob Everly is certainly one of the best liked and best remembered of all the legendary names of the big band era. As Bob Everly is recognized as an outstanding vocalist, so Lambert Hitchcock is recognized as an outstanding chair maker. Lambert Hitchcock first began the manufacture of his now famous Hitchcock chairs in 1826 and reproductions of his designs become more popular with each passing year. Visit the Hitchcock Chair Company warehouse and factory store in Riverton, Connecticut now during its annual July sale. You'll find a wide selection of early American furniture reproductions ranging from handcrafted chairs to headboards, dining tables, bedroom chests, mirrors, bookcases, end tables, and more. That's the July sale on now at the Hitchcock Chair Company Warehouse and Factory Store in Riverton. Open Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, 9 to 5. I believe the name Bob Everly was already becoming kind of a household password during the big band era, but then it really blossomed out on a series of famous Bob Everly and Helen O'Connell duets And I was kind of interested to read and to hear, Bob, that uh, this duet arrangement was born out of necessity. There was a radio series for 20 grand cigarettes, which was one of several dime-a-package brands that had become popular. The band was allowed a three-minute spot near the close in which it was supposed to feature all of its stars, no less. And so arranger d Camarata devised a special routine during which you sang the first chorus and then the tempo would pick up, Jimmy would play part of a jazz chorus, then the tempo would slow down again and Helen would come back on for the finale.
2: That's exactly right. And your, your facts are certainly uh, right down to the... You sound like the FBI a little bit, but it's certainly true. And Twenty Grand Cigarettes had a picture of a horse on the front and they were ten cents a pack. And Jimmy used to say that the rest of the horse was inside you know but you know at that time I didn't I smoked them because I was so loyal and I I continued until I finally found of the sponsors were smoking you know normal cigarettes. they weren't going for that the loyalty just goes so far I guess until you start coughing so terribly but I figured it was just part of the radio program but that is true we had three minutes in which the show my style of singing and the band's playing and Jimmy's playing and then Helen Connells and it, when they were going to record it, Decca was so afraid because that people at that time danced to records, and they figured that it would be a big commotion. And yet it turned out to be the gimmick that uh, it sold ninety thousand the first week in Philadelphia area. you know, it was amazing.
1: And ninety thousand was a good sale if that had been uh, for oh, the first year
2: for a whole thing. Yes, because like twenty-five or thirty thousand was a fairly big record then. Because the record really hadn't gone out to like "Song of India" was a big record before then, as was uh, Artie Shaw's "Begin the Begin" and uh, a few others. But uh, the beginning, really, when Helen O'Connell joined the band, that was a kind of like I always say, the sun beginning to shine in our direction. It really made the difference commercially.
1: The first record that you turned out in this particular style, uh, the duet things, was Amapola and Yours, I believe, on two sides of a 78.
2: Well, I don't know the sides, but I know Amapola was the first, yes. And uh, I sang the verse, and then we did the chorus. And now, when Helen and I work together now, we do that pretty much the same way as we did it then. The arrangement is just, I guess, it's it's similar, Yeah, I might say, to the treatment as it was with Jimmy.
3: cars would softly play, the tune seemed to dance from the word that it said. Since I found you, my heart is wrapped around you, and loving you it seems to be a rhapsody. its and dirt.
1: by Bob Eberle and Helen O'Connell with the Jimmy Dorsey Orchestra and heard on our one-night stand, which is being brought to you by the Hitchcock Retail Showroom in Riverton, Connecticut, now offering July sale prices on authentic early American reproductions to beautify your home. You are tuned to 1080 Radio. This is WTIC, broadcast house in Hartford, Connecticut. Bob, it must have been a great experience to work for a man like Jimmy Dorsey. His approach to vocal introductions differed, I think, from 99% of the other band leaders. For example, the accepted standard practice seemed to be for each of the big bands to play one introductory full chorus, then for the vocalist to come in and sing a chorus, and then for the band to play some kind of a tag ending and go out of the record on that. But in the Dorsey case, it was done much differently. He used the band, really, as a way to spotlight the vocalist, you or Helen O'Connell, or the others who happen to be with the band, by just playing a few brief introductory bars and then having you come in to sing the first chorus, or sometimes opening with your voice cold, as it were.
2: It's because of Jimmy's sympathetic feelings toward a vocalist. Uh, he... As compared to no one else, would uh, if the lyric called for a certain type of arrangement, then he would do it that way. And the other band leaders didn't care that much. They were more selfish or selfish or, you know, minded. They wanted to have the band show off, and they're looking for their own sake. But not Jimmy. That's very. He was very selfless.
1: There were even a couple of records where the band never did take a chorus. I think you sang all the way through.
2: Yeah, that's right. I, I remember quite a few of them, yes. I am I get along without you very well. I know I sang the whole thing around the edges and the label and everything, you know. <laughs> it's very nice, but uh, other singers, my brother Ray was with Glenn Miller, and he never got any kind of uh, treatment like that, nor did he get treated as well financially uh, either, and not that I'm putting Glenn Miller down or Tommy either, but that was just the difference of Jimmy uh, being as warm as I say he was.
1: Your name originally was spelled E-B-E-R-L-E, yes. and uh, Ray did continue to spell it that way, didn't
2: he? Yes, but at, I got started before Ray, and they used to say Bobby Burrell and, and um, oh, Bob uh, Burrell, and I didn't know who they were <laughs> talking about myself. So they, the manager of our band put a Y on the end of it to simplify At least it was Eberle, you know, and because Milton Burrell is B-E-R-L-E, and they figured that Bobby Burrell, One guy said to me one day, he said, is Barbara Burl out? I thought he said Barbara Burl, And I said, I don't think she's here. And it was me he was talking about all the time.
1: (laughs) The voices of Helen O'Connell and Bob Everly bring back memories of the big band sound. They're meant to. They help you relive the days when you danced to the music of Glenn Miller and the Dorsey Brothers, days when you hummed Green Eyes and Tangerine. As Helen O'Connell and Bob Everly help you recapture the flavor of big band days... So the Hitchcock Retail Showroom in historic Riverton, Connecticut, with its collection of early American furniture reproductions, helps you recapture the flavor of colonial America. Stop in during the Hitchcock Chair Warehouse July sale and take advantage of exceptional values on fine early American furniture for your home. Call a friend and make a day of it. Browse. And consider carefully, for you'll find the choice almost overwhelming. You'll find thousands of history-rich handcrafted chairs, headboards, dining tables, bedroom chests, mirrors, bookcases, end tables, and much, much more, all at July sale prices. Visit the Hitchcock Chair Company warehouse and factory store in Riverton, Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, 9 to 5.
3: With their soft lights, your eyes that promise sweet nights bring to my soul a longing, a thirst for love divine. In dreams I seem to hold you, to find you and impose. a thrill so sublime, those cool and limpid green eyes of who were in my love lies, so deep that in my searching for happiness I fear that they will ever hold
1: That fractured more people about the recording of green eyes than anything else was the way I'm sure you know what I'm going to say. The way Helen O'Connell spoke rather than sang those cool yeah. and limpid green eyes.
2: Oh, that was it. That was about as sexy as you were allowed to get at that time, that stage of the game. And boy, what a reaction it got every place we went. And uh, of course, I kid now. I kid Helen by saying that the people, when they heard the beginning of the record, and went to the store and they said, "That's great. I'll buy it. I'll take it." But I said, really, the truth of it is that when they heard Helen's going, oh, it's cool, I love it. And I said, that's that's it, man. They bought it. They, whoever that other idiot was in the beginning there to buy it anyway, you know. We played theaters, honest to God. And uh, when Helen sang All of Me or Embrace Me or Take Me, my, the guys used to almost follow it out of the balcony, really. And uh, we played Yale University and some of the all-male colleges, and at the end of intermission, the men had surround me, you know, and I was thrilled to death. Then it turned out that all they wanted to do was meet Helen, and when they did, I was alone again, you know. And she gets prettier by the day. That's the truth, yes. People, I don't know, I imagine the catty woman would really hate Helen because, you know, and Helen is, uh, hasn't changed one bit except for the better. Her voice, and uh, in spite of the fact that she's had anything but an easy life, really, I often tell her that... She's uh, completely feminine and lovely and gorgeous skin and everything on the outside, but inside she's John Wayne or somebody like that, you know. The weaker sex my eye. Mm. (laughs) Did you ever sign a contract with Jimmy Dorsey? You never had anything in writing with him, did you? No, I never signed a contract with anybody, as a matter of, and I didn't do it because of any, uh, you know, I have nothing against it. It's not against my religion or anything, but I just never did, and uh, one time, the manager of Jimmy's band suggested it, and I told Jimmy, "I said, listen, I give you my word, I swear, I'm, <laughs> I'll, uh, I won't stray from what I tell you." And he said, "That's good enough for me." And uh, it may have been stupid, I don't know, but I, uh, I really sleep better because of it. I think, you know.
1: Bob, it's gotten to be kind of a fad right now. There's a wave of nostalgia sweeping the country and perhaps sweeping the world. I witnessed that recent Madison Square Garden show with Duke Ellington and Guy Lombardo and Helen O'Connell and Bob Everly, among others. Of course, uh, although the big band era allegedly ended in 1946, Bob Everly has managed to remain very active in all the intervening years, and you're still very active today.
2: Yes, Like people say, what do you think of this nostalgic uh, wave? And I say, well, it's been a big, long wave with me, thank God. Uh, The people, it seems, 15 years ago and uh, even 20 years ago were nice enough to be thrilled by hearing Maria Elena and the Breeze and I, and I understand again, because they were nice years. I think because just before Pearl Harbor there, there was such a tremendous change from that December 7th, 1941 on that people are always looking back to that period, you know, at least in my age bracket. uh, The world really went out of its skull uh, right after that, and it's never really regained complete sanity since. ¶¶¶¶
1: of Bob Eberle, who is our guest tonight on a one-night stand with the music of the big bands, and the voice of Bob Eberle, the name Bob Eberle, seems synonymous with the big band vocal sounds. And, of course, so early American is synonymous with Connecticut. After all, Connecticut had a permanent settlement as early as 1633, before most states came into existence. We're proud of our heritage, and that's probably why so many of us lean toward early American decor. What about you? If you do, you owe yourself a visit to the Hitchcock Chair Company Warehouse and Factory Store during its July sale. Lambert Hitchcock was making chair parts for Yankee peddlers way back in the early 1800s. And his pride in quality and workmanship are still very evident in Hitchcock products. Stop in. You'll find exceptional values on early American furniture reproductions of all kinds. There are thousands of handcrafted chairs on sale... Headboards, dining tables, bedroom chests, mirrors, bookcases, end tables, and oh so very much more. It's a sale too good to miss, and it's on now at the Hitchcock Chair Company Warehouse and Factory Store in Riverton. Open Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, 9 to 5. We mentioned the newer sounds of Bob Everly. He is still recording. And he's putting together things like the one we're about to play for you now. I understand.
3: not to blame If when we kiss it's not the same
1: fortunate enough to be able to do this interview with Bob Everly recently when he and Helen O'Connell were set to make an in-person appearance at Klein Memorial Auditorium in Bridgeport, Connecticut. As Pat Dorn and the orchestra were rehearsing elsewhere, we sat and talked with Bob first and then later Helen O'Connell. And incidentally, the interview with Helen O'Connell and a portion of our interview with Bob Everly, too, will be the subject of another one-night stand in one of these future months on WTIC Radio. We'll give you the date well in advance. And, of course, as the rehearsal was going on with the Dorn band, there was little question that one of the most requested numbers in all of the personal appearances of Eberly and O'Connell together is this one. My own favorite from their repertoire, Tangerine.
3: And I've seen toasts to tangerine Raised in every bar across the Argentine Yes, she has them all belongs to just one her heart belongs
1: sung by Helen O'Connell and Bob Everly. Our next question, incidentally, Bob, will be uh, which vocalists did or do you admire most? But before we get to that, uh, of course, you were described by Frank Sinatra as one of the big band singers that he admired most. And, of course, Bob Everly is one of the best liked and the best remembered of all the legendary names of the big band era. And as Bob is recognized as an outstanding vocalist... So, Lambert Hitchcock is recognized as an outstanding chairmaker. Lambert Hitchcock first began the manufacture of his now-famous Hitchcock chairs in 1826, and reproductions of his designs become more popular with each passing year. Visit the Hitchcock Chair Company warehouse and factory store in Riverton, Connecticut now. During the annual July sale, you'll find a wide selection of early American furniture reproductions ranging from handcrafted chairs to headboards, dining tables, bedroom chests, mirrors, bookcases, end tables, and more, too. That's the July sale on now at the Hitchcock Chair Company Warehouse and Factory Store in Riverton. Open Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, 9 to 5. And now, Bob Eberly, which vocalists did or do you admire
2: most? Well, I, of course, idolized uh, Bing Crosby uh, all those years. I think that he was a kind of a trailblazer, and I always felt that Perry Como uh, sang a great deal. I'm sure that he felt a lot of sympathy the way that Bing expressed himself, too, that bringing out the most of a lyric. But today, of course, I think that Andy Williams is, uh, is tremendous, and Steve Lawrence, and uh, I think Tom Jones, too, really does a tremendous job on a song.
1: Do you have any regrets about your career? Did you ever think that maybe it would have been nice to be a grocer instead or anything like that?
2: I don't think I'd ever be satisfied. I often, sometimes when I get busy, I wish that I were home, and then when I'm home, I wish I were working again. It's a kind of an egotistical feeling that you get, whether you call yourself a ham or what, but you're really at home when you're getting applause or some sort of appreciation, you know? It makes you feel like you're really something after all, and it makes it so much easier to shave in the morning what
1: kind of a schedule do you try to maintain do you work whenever it's available and then spend the rest of the time at home or do you try to set aside a month or a few weeks periodically to be with the family
2: no I haven't gotten quite to that affluent state where I can just pick my time. when if there's anybody that has a suggestion to work I'm I'm there and tickle to death and thank God for it and so is the guy at the bank and my wife and the grandchildren and everybody else you know grandpa's working get me the erector set <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.
3: The breeze and I are whispering goodbye to dreams we used to share. Ours was a love song that seemed constant as the moon ending in a strain. And we wonder why the breeze and I...
1: Voice of Bob Eberle, helping to bring back memories of the big band era. Helping you relive the days when you danced to the music of Glenn Miller and Tommy Dorsey and Jimmy Dorsey and others. Days when you hummed the likes of Green Eyes and Tangerine and the Breeze and I. As Helen O'Connell and Bob Everly help you recapture the flavor of Big Band days, so the Hitchcock Retail Showroom in historic Riverton, Connecticut, with its collection of early American furniture reproductions, helps you recapture the flavor of colonial America. Stop in during the Hitchcock Chair Warehouse July sale and take advantage of exceptional values on fine early American furniture for your home. Call a friend and make a day of it. Browse. And consider carefully, for you'll find the choice almost overwhelming. You'll find thousands of history-rich handcrafted chairs, headboards, dining tables, bedroom chests, mirrors, bookcases, end tables, and much, much more, all at July sale prices. Visit the Hitchcock Chair Company Warehouse and Factory Store in Riverton Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, 9 till 5. You've been listening to A One-Night Stand featuring the voice of Bob Everly. Brought to you by the Hitchcock Retail Showroom in Riverton, Connecticut. Now offering July sale prices on authentic early American reproductions to beautify your home. Our location engineer was Dave Kaplan, studio engineer Ben Zuckerman, and our producer was Brian Hartnett. This is Arnold Dane. And on our next one-night stand on Monday, August 9th from 9.05 until 10 o'clock on WTIC Radio, we'll be featuring an interview with and the fabulous music of Stan Kenton and his orchestra. I hope you'll join us then. And our thanks, too, to the Hitchcock Retail Showroom for bringing you Bob Everly on tonight's one-night stand with the Big Band. I think the best footnote that I could possibly put on the interview would be to quote from George T. Simon's book, The Big Bands. He said, It is doubtful whether the entire big band era ever turned out a more beloved person than Bob Everly. And even today, those associated with him during his Dorsey stay recall with great reverence and enthusiasm the man's honesty, humility, wonderful values, and terrific sense of humor.
2: Boy, I, I never read that part, not quite that much. Boy, that's great. Well... Oh, uh... You know, one friend of mine that I was in the Army with, after George Simon wrote the book, The Big Vans, wrote and asked me if I'd send him one. And I said, yes. In the meantime, my daughter had underlined everything in the book about me. And I didn't know this. And I mailed him that particular copy. And then he called me and said, I probably would have gotten around to that anyway, you know. You didn't have to put a, a spotlight on it. But that was very flattering. It is nice to me. It? it makes you feel like this is your life, you know, or I, that I, die, I already died, you know. Maybe I did. I hope not.
1: Bob, congratulations for everything you've done, and thank you so much for finding the time to share it with our TIC listeners.
2: And thank you, Arnold, very much, especially for you going into such detail about all the things that uh, have happened that I really, a lot of cases, have forgotten about. And you're very, very, very—it's very flattering to have you bring them up. And it's a pleasure finally to meet you and to get on WTIC and to talk with all our friends out there.
0: This is BigBandRemote.com Presenting old-time radio programs here at BigBandRemote.com and old-time radio programs at www.radio.network Your source for many radio series from the past, the golden age of network programs in America.
4: Gibbons and his boyfriends, Harry Jacobson, George Melocrino, Bill Shakespeare, Bert Thomas, and Jack Evans, and the charming girlfriend, Miss Anne Lenner, in a few songs of today and tomorrow. Songs played in a different way. William P. Hartley Limited bring this program to your home. Hartley's makers of Hartley's Real Jam and Hartley's famous marmalades. And now Anne will sing I Wish I Were Twins. Thank <music> you.
5: That I were twins you great big baby kings So I could love you twice As much as I do I'd have four loving arms To embrace you Four eyes to idolize you Each time I face you With two hearts twice as true what couldn't four lips do forest, hear you saying i know You great big baby kin, I wish that I were twins, so I could love you twice as much as I do. Then you're glad again Love can break a heart in two Love can make me long for you In a way I can't explain Star.
4: a very popular old song which has been much requested I can't give you anything but love give you anything but love. What memories that tune conjures up for some of us. A tune that has thousands of old friends and is still making thousands of new ones. Just like Hartley's famous marmalade. It is over 60 years since Hartley started making marmalade, and today as then, they take only the pick of the several orange crop, mix them with the finest sugar in the way that only Hartley's know, and that's how you get Hartley's marmalade. Don't forget, too, that if you want a marmalade with a more bitter flavor, there's Hartley's Bittersweet, christened by Evelyn Lay. And there is also Hartley's Jelly Marmalade, which the children love so much. And now Carol and the boys will play Your Mother's Son-in-Law. leave you. Carol Gibbons and his boyfriends will be with you again next Thursday night at the same time, 7 p.m. Ask him to play your favorite tune for you. Address your request to William P. Hartley Limited, Aintree, Liverpool, or London SE1. This is William P. Hartley's program. Your announcer, James Direnforth. Good night, everybody.
0: This is BigBandRemote.com. Our Podcasts of Big Band Broadcast continues. A reminder to hear other old-time radio shows. Go to our podcast website at www.radiothen.network.
6: Bandleader Benny Goodman was born Benjamin David Goodman in May of 1909. He passed away in June of 1986. Known as the King of Swing, the patriarch of the clarinet, the professor and swings senior statesman he was born in chicago it was the 8th of 12 children of poor jewish immigrants from russia at the age of 10 he took music lessons in the neighborhood synagogue he learned quickly and soon was earning money for his family by playing the clarinet in various bands while he was still in short pants. At 16, he joined the Ben Pollock Orchestra and made some of their first recordings in 1926. In 1935, the Benny Goodman Orchestra was one of three bands featured on the radio show Let's Dance. In the later years of his life, he formed a trio, quartet, and sextet, and also performed with symphony orchestras as classical clarinet soloist. Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman.
7: Here comes the Camel Caravan of Swing with Benny Goodman, the King of Swing, the world's greatest swing band, the Goodman Instrumental Trio and Quartet, and our swing sweetheart, Martha Tilton. This program is presented as a compliment to the men behind the tobacco counters of America. It is made possible by the millions of Camel smokers who appreciate costlier tobaccos and who have made Camel the largest selling cigarette in the world. Most smokers know that C-A-M-E-L spells true smoking pleasure.
8: This is Benny Goodman saying hello for the Camel Caravan of Swing. Tonight the caravan has come, but not to rest at the Coliseum on the Michigan State Fairgrounds, right outside Detroit. So hiya, Detroit, and on with the show. We lead off with a brand new caravan specialty, the March of the Swing Parade.
5: Parade. They're bringing out those marches, old oh, Sousa has been betrayed, because they're swinging out those marches, at the march of the swing parade, and the drums, here they come, look everybody, trucking, trucking on down the street, to the Benny Goodman beat, Or oh, join in the celebration, and watch all your troubles fade, swing to the swing campaign. I the swing parade.
7: drama department. Tonight we present another episode in that soul-stirring drama, Tilton Meets Goodman. Will Benny pass his geometry final in time to play in the big game against Van University? Will Martha find peace and comfort in the care and raising of bees? Will Joe the Newsboy, but stop, enough, the curtain rises.
8: What is on your mind, Martha? That man
5: Berlin is here again, Benny.
8: What has he done now, Martha?
5: He has written another song, Benny. It is called I Used to Be Colorblind.
8: What are you going to do, Martha?
5: Ma'am, I'm going to sing it. about It's not a storm cloud It's a rainbow You brought the colors up. Believe me it's really true Till I met you I never knew A setting sun could have such beautiful skies I never knew colors, and the big surprise is the red in your cheeks, the gold in your hair, the blue in your eyes.
7: Crop service reporting. Springfield, Kentucky. Growth here has been rapid. Crop has matured early. Farmers now cutting and hope for dry weather. Carrollton, Kentucky. Heavy rains have been followed by bright weather, good breezes, and lower humidity. Tobacco cutting now in full swing. Lexington. Expert opinion is that 1938 crop of burley will yield smaller quantity of high grade leaf than last year. Fragrant aroma rises from countless curing barns these days as the tobacco planters continue to cure the 1938 crop for market. And now, as at all other times throughout the year, the Camel Crop Service is busy throughout the tobacco-growing section of the South studying conditions, soil, rain, sunshine, heat, cold, and the other factors that contribute to plant growth and to the smoking quality of the leaf tobacco. The Camel tobacco buyers know when and where the extra quality tobaccos will be sold. These mild aromatic tobaccos of good color cost more to buy naturally. Who buys them and for what cigarette? Ask the tobacco planters next time you get down south. Make your own checkup. You'll find that Mr. Edward S. Dale speaks the sentiments of planters all over the south when he says, quote, My own best lots have been sold to the Camel people for some time. Tobacco growers like me, who really know tobacco, most always smoke camels. I've been smoking camels for 23 years just because I know there's real quality tobacco in them. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Dale. On the point of costlier tobaccos, Mr. and Mrs. America respect your judgment and that of your fellow tobacco planters. Costlier tobaccos have made camel the largest selling cigarette in America. Know what Walter Donaldson thought would happen to a very pleasant song he wrote years ago? I'm sure he never thought it would turn out to be one of the classics of American popular music. Well, whatever he thought, we all know that one very swell melody is "At Sundown." understand from now on you're going to save a spot on the program for something special every week. Is that right? That's right, Dan. We're going to throw the
8: spotlight on various members of the band. Now take the sax section. Nonny Bernardi, Dave Matthews, Arthur Rellini, and Bud Freeman. These fellas play a lot of horn, and since I used to fool around on the aldo some myself, we worked up a five-sax special on that swell old tune, Liza. So spotlight on the saxophone. but an old Irving Berlin song most of us have forgot. I know it's a long time since I've heard it, so we've got out a new arrangement of it. Time for a lullaby, one that really rocks. Russian lullaby.
7: Next Saturday night, the National Air Races open in Cleveland as United States Aviation puts on its annual big parade. Loops, rolls, spins, stalls, dives, and thrilling races will be the features of a three-day carnival of the world's finest flyers. Colonel Roscoe Turner will be there, one of the greatest personalities in flying today. He recently gave this statement to an interviewer. Colonel Turner is a leading aviator. What's your slant on cigarettes? Well, I guess you've noticed that flyers are great smokers. Speaking for myself, I smoke camels. To me, camel cigarettes are distinctly different. They, they give me more enjoyment. A flyer needs healthy nerves, and camels are really mild. They don't frazzle my nerves. Our best wishes to you, Colonel Turner, as you go into this year's strenuous competition in the national air races. You are one of many aces in all lines of sport and daring endeavor, adventure, who say camels never get on your nerves. And for that, there's good reason. Camels are made from finer, more expensive tobaccos, Turkish and domestic. Last week, while Benny and the gang were rehearsing, Lionel Hampton was over in a corner noodling around on the vibraphone. He came out with a swell tune for the quartet, and once we heard it, We knew there was only one title for it. The notes just sort of spelled out, Fiddle Faddle.
0: Check out our two websites, www.bigbandremote.com and www.radiothen.network.
9: To brighten your evening, it's music from the sparkling New Skyline Supper Club overlooking the city of Billings, Montana and the beautiful Yellowstone Valley. Complete is the word to describe an evening here at the skyline, for you can surely wine, dine, dance, and be entertained at the Scholar for New Club. It's situated one mile west of the airport, top of the Rimrock. For our first arrangement this evening, it's a medley of old favorites. It's called our Moon Medley, starting off with Moonlight and Roses, then by the light of the silvery moon, and then Shine on Harvest Moon. With the exception of Monday. Don't forget, friends, we always have a lot of fun out here. Here we go with our arrangement of the Tango La Cumparsita. Skyline this week features a very fine baritone voice of Paul Gary, the new star that is going to appear with Ginger Rogers in the new movie. Here's an old favorite, was revised and is still popular. I'm looking over a four-leaf Clover. The is sunshine, the second is rain. Third is the roses that grow in the lane. No need explaining. The one remaining is somebody I adore. I'm looking over a four leaf clover that I overlooked before. Lady One is for sunshine, dining and soup. For the rain that flashes green, for the roses blooming. Baby, if you're there's
10: no use in our explaining that the one thing there remaining, baby, is for someone
9: I adore. For so we're fucking over the same identical, poorly, poorly, darling that we overlooked before. Don't forget, friends, when you wish to entertain, you get the most, let the skyline be your host. Here we go with an old favorite medley, starting off with When You Wore a Tulip. Alan Mary Dure- The fear of the skyline, which accounts for its tremendous popularity. Don't forget, friends, the club is situated one mile west of the airport here in Billings, Montana. And now, it's yours truly, Al Owen and the boys, playing that very danceable number. Mom is gone. Goodbye. T for two. montana's finest night club located one mile west of the airport in billings montana you've been listening to the music of yours truly Al. over and don't forget friends to drop up and say hello when you wish to dance or dine remember it's the skyline
0: this is bigbandremote.com presenting old-time radio programs here at bigbandremote.com and old time radio programs at www.radiothen.network. Your source for many radio series from the past, the golden age of network programs in America.
11: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, from Anson Weeks and his orchestra at the Hotel Mark Hopkins in San Francisco. A pleasant musical thought takes first place on our program. It's titled, I'll See You Again. <laughs> takes George Gershwin's tune, Delicious, and exposes it in his sweet rhythmic style. you're my selection Or true affection for all the time to be
8: Oh, I've
11: had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten girls before But now there's one, and you're the one The one girl I adore You're delicious, and
12: so capricious If I'm repetitious, it's
13: cause you're so delicious.
11: To the platform and declare yourself on this next number. Ladies and gentlemen, may I submit for your approval the medley on the Alamo, my ideal, and I'll get by. Imagine Peacock Court here at the Hotel Mark Hopkins in college attire. Huge clusters of balloons, red, blue, white, yellow, green, orange, hang from the ceiling. Little cloth monkeys swing back and forth, just out of reach above the heads of the gay collegians on the dance floor. Suddenly, a battery of spotlights are trained on the ceiling, and down into the grasping hands of the dancers, the balloons descend and the monkeys fall. Anson knows this is always his cue to play the Egyptian shimmy. (laughs) Thank <laughs> Chimes say farewell with Anson Weeks and his orchestra at the Hotel Mark Hopkins in San Francisco.
0: This is BigBandRemote.com, presenting old time radio programs here at BigBandRemote.com, and old time radio programs at You're Your source for many radio series from the past, the Golden Age of Network Programs in America.
12: Good evening, folks. A wild Way of the dashing high tonight. With song and merriment. You ride on their crest to the heart of New York City, one of its most popular nightclubs. You don't need a presentation card. You won't need full dress. There's not even a cover job. Look out for this first wave. Ben Pollock and his boys will bowl you completely over with Let's Go Natives. <laughs> Helen Rowland, the little girl who has been the star of so many Broadway shows. I'll just bet she'll break your heart as she sings So Beat My Heart for You. Tonight in Hawaii, There's Benny's orchestra. Fine, Hawaii yourself. Say we. Oui. Crowd tonight in any nightclub. I'm wondering where they are. And you know, we haven't had as many attractive girls here at one time in weeks. One of the prettiest of tonight's guests has asked me to sing her favorite. And you know, it's a little romantic uh, sort of blues entitled, My Future Just Past. Spotless, if you care to delve. 20 broken hearts and not left before I was 12. But from that on I stopped, from the parade I dropped. Hope the future loves I started to shell Say, there goes the girl, I dreamed all too about. There goes the girl, I'll not be a fool about Ring down the curtain I'm certain at present My future just passed I don't even know if She has been spoken for If she is tied The ties must be broken For life can't be that way To wake me then break me My future just passed Starve in the blue So you're at a distance, You can at least do
13: this.
12: Sometimes a boy encounters resistance. Help me to win this
13: miss,
12: I here are my arms? May she find illusion there. Look in my heart.
13: There
12: is no confusion there now that I'm loving. I'm living at last. My future just has. and fool about, there goes the girl, I'll now be a fool about, Bring down the curtain, I'm certain at present, my future just passed, hey I don't even know, if she has been spoken for, if she is tied, the ties must be broken for, life can't be that way, to wake me that break me, my future just passed. Pause in the blue, though you're at a distance, you can at least do this. Sometimes a boy encounters resistance, help me to win this this I here are my arms, may she find illusion there. Look in my heart, there is no confusion there. Now that I'm loving, I'm living at last. My future comes And now, Ben Pollock invites tonight's dance enthusiasts to abandon themselves in the maddening rhythm of Blue is the Night. Hit it, Ben. <laughs> Just hold the band for a moment I have a confession to make You know, confession is good for the soul And so before I begin to tell you any more Well, uh, I'm confessing first And I'm Chester Gaylord And the rest is all in the song That I love you, I'll find a way. So for your
13: pay
12: my every dream my dream is only of you. Come cuddle near and listen, near.
13: I'm
12: confessing that I love you. Tell me, do you love me too? Why, I'm confessing that I need you. Honest, I do. I lead you every moment. In your eyes I read such strange things. But your lips deny they're true. Will your answer really change things, making me blue? Why, I'm afraid someday you'll leave. Saying, can't we still be friends? If you go, you know you'll grieve me. All that life on you depends. Am I guessing that you love me? Dreaming dreams of you in vain. I'm confessing that I love you over again. Be friends. If you go, you know you'll grieve me. All that life on you depends. Am I guessing that you love me? Dreaming dreams of you in vain. I'm confessing that I love you
13: over again.
12: Now, Benny thinks the orchestra needs a bit of practice, so excuse them, please, while they go into a huddle and do a little ragging the scale. Here's Miss Helen Rowland again. Miss Rowland still gets a thrill, and so will you when you hear her sing, I Still Get a Thrill Thinking of You. Again, our attention is directed to Ben Pollock and his boys as they introduce to you, musically, of course, the dashing youngster Betty Coed.
0: This is BigBandRemote.com. Presenting old-time radio programs here at BigBandRemote.com and old-time radio programs at www.radio.network. You're a source for many radio series from the past. The golden age of network programs in America.
10: Supper on the zoo in the Drake Hotel, Columbia presents the music of Bill Snyder, his piano and his orchestra. open our dancing at the drink this a.m. With cold bodies. What is this thing called love? soon i'll walk alone Medley, it's a lucky day with a song in my heart. takes of the Spanish-American way now as he plays Nidilu and Tumbando Camis. the afforded Comedia House and the internationally famous Drake Hotel, Columbia is bringing you the music of Bill Snyder his piano and his orchestra. Continuing with our program, we hear that old favorite Body and Soul. Of matter by the waters of Minatum. time again with Bill Snyder and his officer as we hear Serenade and Molly Mama... layer now. Don't try to play. Yours is my heart alone. His orchestra, serenading you from the beautiful camellia House of the Drake Hotel along the shores of Lake Michigan in Chicago. Every Clark speaking, this program has been a presentation to Columbia Chicago Studios in the Wrigley Building. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: you have been listening to some of our collection of big band radio broadcasts from the golden age of radio broadcasting in the usa thanks for tuning into our internet podcast join us again soon for another in this series of big band old-time radio programs and continue to check out our two websites www.bigbandremote.com and www.radiothen.network